Good morning and welcome to the drive. Uh, I am just driving back home from the gym. Uh, I got back into town a couple days ago. Got back together with my church family on Sunday. Continued as usual going through the Word of God. Going through the Gospel of Luke on Sundays. And man, it was a, again, it was a great trip. It was a blessing. It was awesome to be uh, used by God to, to to teach, to disciple, to pray for for these young adults, 18 to 23, to be built up, you know, before they're sent out. Uh, and uh, and that's kind of kind of what we do, right? We build people up. Whoever God puts in our path, either we're being discipled by them because they're strong in the faith and they're building us up, or there's someone who we're discipling and we're building up, you know, like our kids. We're pouring into them, praying for them, and then they're going to be sent out into the world. But it was just a blessing. It was a blessing. It reminded me the importance of the next generation, how they're going to take over, how they're going to be the ones to take the mantle of faith, truth, and the gospel and go forth. You know, they're the next generation. It really reignited my heart for the young adults and for the youth and God's timing is perfect right because when I got back on Sunday after I I, I taught or when I got back on Friday taught on Sunday and then we had a youth event after church and I was just fired up because I'm like man this is the next generation in a few years they're going to be the youth they're going to be young adults and they're going to go on to hopefully do great things for God right living for him fully And so just uh, the idea that we are to pour into whoever's in front of us. We are to disciple and teach and exhort and encourage those who are right in front of us. Those who God has put in our path. And again, it goes both ways. One pastor said, you know, uh, you always need a Paul and a Timothy. You always need a Paul. Like discipling you, teaching you, someone who's strong in the faith, right? And that that doesn't even necessarily mean years. Uh, Just because someone has been a Christian for 30 years doesn't mean they're super strong in the Lord. They could be a fair weather Christian. You know, it, it, it just depends. Someone who you look up to, someone who you know is strong, who's passionate about the Lord, someone who inspires you, someone who knows the word and always gives you biblical counsel, that's someone who can really disciple you and pour into you. We always need a Paul. But also, we need at least one Timothy as well. We need someone who we're helping out. No one automatically knows everything about living this life as a, as a Christ follower. It doesn't come innately. It's not like, oh yeah, I get it. Now that I'm saved, I got all knowledge on how to live. No, it's not like that, right? Now, if it were, it'd be pretty easy. We wouldn't need much faith to be able to walk out our Christian life. But it's a constant you know, process of growing towards the Lord. It's a constant it's a constant battle for sure, spiritual battle. Teaching all week last week it just reminds me so clearly that we are in a spiritual battle. But it's a constant and consistent work to to get up and continue growing in the Lord, right? There shouldn't be a time where we should never, where we should ever like stop growing in the faith, right? There's always something to learn. Did you ever realize that? You ever, you ever get that epiphany sometimes? Like, I got more growing to do. <laughs> you know, even those those places where you're like, I, 
I, I feel strong in the Lord. Praise you, God. You have an amazing day, right? It's just like you're on a, like a spiritual high. Just everything's good. God's blessing. You're raising your hands, just worshiping in your heart. Uh, you know, scripture's flowing through your mind. It's awesome. And you're like, thank you, God. It's like victorious. This was a victorious Monday. And then Tuesday, you wake up. And the first couple hours of the day, you're thinking, Lord, I got some areas that... I need to be refined. They need to be refined. Like I got some, I got some issues that, <laughs> you know, and, and it's a constant process of recognizing and repenting, recognizing and repenting. And I always try to remind myself of this and I try to work, you know, as we're going through the word, this concept, this theme, this principle, this truth is really there often recognizing and repenting. What Jesus often did was he helped individuals to recognize their sin to recognize that they were in the wrong to recognize that they're suppressing the truth and unrighteousness to recognize that they're not walking in line with the lord that's the first step that's the first step admit you're a sinner admit you have faults admit that you missed the mark that i missed the mark we do recognize your weakness recognize where you fall short but then don't just stop there because if you recognize where you mess up where you're faulty and just beat yourself up all day that might feel good to the flesh because the flesh just wants like yes i'm horrible i'm done i'm woe is me the flesh loves that right but we're walking in the spirit so as not to fulfill the lust of the flesh so we recognize that we fall short but we don't stay in that place because if we stay in that place We'll just be defeated, depressed, we'll be down, nothing will be good, we'll be miserable really, you know? And so we recognize that we miss the mark, right? That's what sin is, missing the mark of God's standard, recognizing it. But then what? Then repenting. I love that word. I, I, I know a lot of churches are like, oh, don't say the word repent. Don't say the word sin. Don't ever even mention the word hell or allude to the lake of fire because these are bad words, you know, because we're going to leave those stuff out. We don't want to offend anyone. We want more people to come. Well, I'd rather have less people come to church and speak the whole truth than have a bunch of people come to the church and cut parts of the gospel out, right? So repenting is a beautiful word because we know what it leads to. Repenting leads to release, it leads to freedom. It leads to a freeing of sin and the burden from our shoulders. Repenting is beautiful. I, I love that word. Now, it's not the easiest thing to do. It's humbling, right? It is. It reminds us that, man, we're, we totally miss the mark. We're imperfect people, right? It reminds us we have, still have faults. We still struggle. But when we repent, we're saying, Lord, help me to ch change my mind on this thing. Like this, this sin I'm holding on to and I am weak in and I'm susceptible to. And so, so I recognize that, Lord. I recognize my weakness. I recognize I struggle there and I'm repenting. Lord, I turn from that sin. I change my mind. I turn from that sin and towards God. I'm done with that. This so-called liberty has turned into compromise. And I need to seek you and repent. Forgive me of this thing. And you know what the beautiful thing is? God's faithful. You know, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul alludes to that at the end of the chapter 1, 1 Corinthians. 
simply says God is faithful. That's been a running theme in my life probably for a, a year or two. I mean, it's a truth and a reality every day, but just for the last year or two, I just as we're going through the Old Testament uh, on midweek study, I just see the faithfulness of God over and over and over and over again. So God is faithful. So what happens when you repent is he forgives you. This is Christianity 101, right? Like these are tenets, simple tenets of the faith, but the simple tenets of the faith, I think, are the most powerful. You repent, turn from your sin, turn towards God again, say, Lord, forgive me of that. I can't do that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. Give me strength to resist doing that anymore. And he'll forgive you. And forgiveness is powerful. It's life-changing. It causes us, I think, to have an awe of God. An amazement. Kind of alluring, kind of like luring us even more into seeking God and in the presence of God. And it's just like, thank you, Lord. Just, it really leads to praise. Really leads to worshiping Him for what He's done, for who He is. And so it's an amazing and a beautiful progression, you guys. Recognize you fall short, repent of your sin, and then God will forgive you. And the result will be praising Him. I mean, isn't that awesome? It's such an encouragement that this is the progression here. And I think God's grace is woven through that whole progression. That's why we can repent. That's why God forgives us. That's why he doesn't let us go off on our own. That's why he is with us always, his grace. It's amazing, amazing grace, right? God bless you guys, and I hope you have an awesome day, and we'll talk to you next time.